You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am Dr. Lowe, your host. Thank you for joining me. I am wrapping up a busy day here at the office. Had a full day seeing patients and just recording this episode before I head home to my little baby and uh, have my little nighttime routine with the fam. But I wanted to uh, just send you guys some encouragement, send you some love. I hope that you are keeping your heads up and finding the sweetness in your day and staying encouraged during this time. This episode is all about beauty. We're talking to especially those in the beauty industry in particular. Uh, This episode is all for you. I want you to take some notes, really digest this information, because if you are in the beauty industry, specifically a a hairstylist, um, this is going to be potentially life-saving, life-changing information for you of how you can protect yourself, prevent conditions and diseases down the line, and even, you know, elevate your health right now. Um, you're unfortunately exposed to a lot of things that you knowingly or unknowingly is affecting your health. And um, there are answers, there are solutions, and we have the guest on the show. So I'm very, very excited to talk about it with you and give you some uh, empowering information. Before we jump in, let's give some love to our show sponsor, Paleo Valley. I love Paleo Valley. I'm obsessed with them right now. And I'm highlighting their products, specifically the Essential C Complex. This is the most powerful full-spectrum vitamin C in the world, the only one you'll find that's this powerful. And it's sourced from natural ingredients, from superfoods rich in vitamin C, like unripe acerola cherry, camu camu berry, amla berry. These are, they come from, you know, Brazil, from Peru, from India. These are just amazing fruits that are in nature, God's green earth that we have to use for powerful medicine. And what I love about it is, you know, vitamin C, why it's so good? Well, specifically for the hair, as we're talking about hair, vitamin C is needed to create a protein known as collagen to obviously it's an important part of the hair structure. Vitamin C also helps your body absorb iron, which is an important mineral necessary for hair growth. One of the most common things that I see with my practice is women coming in and saying, I'm losing my hair. I shed so much hair. My hair isn't as thick as it used to be. And oftentimes it's due to deficiencies. So I I very frequently will check vitamin C and iron, their collagen, and getting those, you know, nutrients elevated really makes a massive difference in their hair. So to get your essential C complex and anything over at paleovalley.com, you can get a nice discount, 15% discount. Head over there, paleovalley.com, and use the discount code Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, and you will get your 15% off. And I've been raving also about their collagen. They have um, some really yummy beef sticks. I keep their grass-fed beef sticks in my purse at all times. I actually had it for lunch today. So check them out. Give them some love. It's a wonderful company doing it the right way, and I know that you'll love them. Okay, so why did I do this topic uh, talking to hairstylists in the, in the beauty industry? Well, I was raised by a hairstylist who was raised by the hairstylist, and you'll hear more about that in the show, but I really believe that a lot of the health issues that I dealt with when I was younger came from toxicity. A lot of it was centered around my thyroid health, and it's something my mom has dealt with and my grandma. So I firmly believe that toxin exposures have played a significant role in those conditions happening for us. And I know that we're not alone. It's, it's a lot um, more common than we think, and I see this a lot with my patients. So the question, is being a hairdresser bad for your health? Well, I think it's yes and no. I think that it's a beautiful art and you can do it in many ways if you're just, you know, doing some cool updos and stuff. But if you are using a lot of these chemicals for relaxers, for perms, for, I know people don't do perms as much anymore. I'm like super 80s, but, um, but you know, like for hair color there, these things are loaded with chemicals. There was a study in France that found that even though hairdressers represent 1% of their entire workforce, 20% of the women affected by work-related asthma are hairdressers. Um, that's, a, that's not a coincidence. Exposure um, to these chemicals have been linked to upper respiratory disease, you know, asthma, and some studies lung cancer. 
And also the different chemicals that hairdressers are, are exposed to include toluene, form, uh, formaldehyde, yeah, um, styrene, and a lot of things I can't even pronounce that have been linked to cancer, to loss of smell, to liver damage, dermatitis, even reproductive you know, defects. Man, we really pay a price to be beautiful, don't we? And we would have to do a whole nother show on the toxin exposure to black women because they have even more toxic chemicals in their hair products, especially, you know, using relaxers, being linked to fibroids, the list could go on and on. So really take some good notes. Uh, you're going to learn a lot in this episode. And if you have a hairstylist you want to share this with, please give them the, the show. It'll be um, really eye-opening for them. Enjoy. We're doing a fun show. I, you guys know I'm all about non-toxic living. And if you've heard a little bit of my story, I was raised by a hairdresser who was raised by a hairdresser. So this topic really relates a lot to my upbringing. And I'm excited to talk about this topic. We haven't talked about this much on the show specifically. So we're going to dive in. So joining me is Dr. Kate Egan. And we had the chance to meet recently at the CNDA conference, which is the California Naturopathic Doctors Association. So it's our state association. And um, we got to geek out on all the new topics coming out and, you know, keeping our learning fresh. And I was really impressed with her and her and her assistant, just what they're doing in the scope of natural medicine with using more of a kind of a beauty and an environmental medicine focus. So I thought that would be really interesting to talk about. So Dr. Egan is also a graduate of the same school that I went to, which is now National University of Naturopathic Medicine. Back when I went to, it was NCNM, which is the college version. And um, she also has had training at um, IFM, so Institute for Functional Medicine. And yeah, she's a naturopathic doctor with a focus on medicine, skin health, aesthetics, and also really looking at from the inside out. So gut health, you know, toxicity, hormone balancing, because it's not just about the outside in, it's the inside out too. So thanks for being on the show. Welcome to Dr. Lowe's show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you yeah, today. Yeah, it's good to have you. And I, you know, every guest, I know there's a reason that there's a focus that you have in your practice. So why environmental medicine? Why is this something you're into? Well, honestly, it's been something I come to later in my career. When I first graduated from school, I, I would say that it was really not on my radar. I, I yeah. kind of, you know, we look, we had the, the, and you may have had the same experience. We had the pleasure of being trained by Dr. Crinian. He taught our oh, environmental medicine. Yeah, he taught our environmental medicine classes. And um, I actually had a baby in the middle of naturopathic school. And oh, so man. that must've yeah. been really intense. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so intense. And actually I, you had on your, your um, program recently, Dr. Krista, who was in my class and we, oh, we, wow. we, we had our babies. She had hers right after I had mine. And so we were kind of, you know, talking about that at the conference because it was such an intense time and oh, it was, goodness. yeah. And so we, uh, I, I really, it was just kind of nose to the grindstone trying to get through. And I remember sitting in environmental medicine and if I can recall correctly, it was early in the morning. And I remember thinking, you know, this is really interesting, but it's not really something I'm going to ever have to deal with. You know, right. he was talking about, <laughs> yeah, it just out a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, I was like, I have other problems that seem so much bigger and I wasn't, you know, so I wasn't really thinking about it. And it wasn't until, you know, probably the last like five years where I've started to spend the majority of my um, continuing education diving into environmental medicine and where I am now with my practice and my focus on hairstylists and beauty professionals and consumers as well. But um, that has happened as a consequence of kind of getting more interested in my own products. And mm -hmm. then um, as we were talking pre previously, I'm te I teach as well. And so 
over the years, I've been teaching many classes, and the last few years, I had to start teaching a general biology class, which was something that wasn't actually, you know, like, you know, what's in the pond water and what's in, the, you know, all about the plants, like a little bit of everything. And so, wow. as I was kind of prepping for the class, it's a non-majors class, so it's people who really don't want to be there; <laughs> they have to be there, you know. <laughs> they don't really like biology, and so I started taking it from a perspective of like, what can I teach these people who are going to be voting someday, mostly? Like these right. are people who, yeah, need to know. And so what. I found was very interesting to them and consequently became even more interesting to me mm. was looking at how we have evolved and how our environment's evolving and how that might be having a deleterious effect on humans and, and how perhaps um, some of these exposures that we're having are, are occurring so quickly that they're kind of outpacing our ability to adapt. And if that makes sense. And so I have really spent a lot of time thinking about that because I had to like really look at evolution and how people change over time and how we don't seem to be doing as good of a job at it currently. You know, we're yeah. starting to get to the place where we're not keeping pace and we're, you know, for the first time in recent years, we're saying that, you know, that our children may have shorter lifespans and certainly shorter health spans than we have enjoyed. And, you know, and that's, you know, doesn't make sense in terms of, you know, just the sort of biology, you know, things we, we tend to improve, not, you know, decline. Yeah. And so anyway, that, that sounds kind of negative, but that's kind of how I started thinking about this. And I started really looking around and thinking, what is going on? And that's when my feelers kind of went up to start to look at our exposures. And so I started learning as much as I could. And I, I'm kind of insatiable when it comes to the environmental medicine topic. Now it's so yeah. interesting to me. I, yeah, it's just so interesting. And you know, what's in our food sources and what are we being exposed to, to the air? And, and then the, what I kind of didn't pull into the, into my, you know, frame was the personal care products. You know, that was still something that I kind of wanted to turn my blind eye to because I felt like, I just didn't really know how to go there without freaking myself out and everybody else, honestly. And so I drug my feet on that a little bit. And then I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and I had to, and I, and how it manifested in me was I started getting really sense. My skin started getting really sensitive to everything. And so I could no longer be around um, anything with a lot of fragrance and I would get these weird rashes and I started having to really look deeply at what I was using personally. And so that started it off. And then my business partner, Catherine, who's wonderful and amazing, um, she was in my class at the time. She was taking a physiology class with me and she was, oh, wow. she was, yeah, and she was in cosmetology school and she had all this stuff happening. And we just started talking, you know, after class, you know, there aren't very many students that really know much about naturopathic medicine, but she was really knew a lot about integrative medicine and she was really interested. So we started talking and I just started asking her questions. And I said, you know, you're in cosmetology school. Has anyone you know, talked to you about these right. chemicals? And she said, no, they don't mention it at all. And Gosh. that to me was like a big, just a big aha moment where I was like, these people are really putting themselves at risk to help us all to look great, you know? And I felt right. that was, yeah, I just didn't feel right about it. And so that's kind of what started this, this whole transition of my business towards really educating and providing information for people in that industry, as well as consumers, because we're all, we all need to pay attention to it. But the the stylists and the, and the manicurists and the estheticians who are working in those environments all day long, you know, they're being exposed all day long right. to, you know, things in the air in the salon. And so I started doing some research and I just found, you know, a tremendous amount, actually not as much in this country, but there's a tremendous amount of research. Well, I wouldn't go, I guess tremendous is probably too big of a word, but certainly a decent body of literature to support that there are some significant exposures happening to the to specifically to to uh, individuals working in this industry. Right. So that really that really set it off. And and um, are, is there anything and, that we know of of people who are say hairdressers or nail techs? Do we do we have any knowledge about higher risk of certain conditions? Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure, breast cancer, there is um, some pretty good, you know, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying all of this is correlative. You know, we can't say right. can there's say no causation. Causes. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's no causation, but we can say there's correlations and there's very definitely increased risk 
for women who are dyeing their hair, if I remember correctly, it's like a tw the, the, the research that I read um, said there was like a greater than 20% chance of a risk in, for, for breast cancer, pardon me, in people who color their hair. And of course, the because of the daily exposure that hairdressers um, are experiencing, they're the most vulnerable to, right. to these cancers. So there's the breast cancer, and then there's def very definitely um, an increased incidence in bladder cancer in hairdressers, which is not the, you know, it's, it's not a real common cancer. I mean, we're definitely seeing it on the rise. And I think most people who are interested in environmental medicine would definitely correlate our exposures to all sorts of different chemicals as increasing the incidence of bladder cancer because of just the relationship to how our body gets rid of toxins, you know, in most cases via our, our kidneys. And then, you know, the urine just sits in the bladder for until we get rid of it. So, you know, I think there's this like, there's definitely a potential kind link of a pooling to, of toxins. Yeah, exactly. Do you exactly. Think that, so do you think that that's people getting their hair colored like it's absorbing through their scalp or do you think it's more like something that's breathed in the air to where like the hairdresser then also has the it's same a little thing? bit of both okay. yeah it's a little bit of both so we know that a lot of these chemicals are going to be have, have various routes of exposure and i think for a long time we really thought it was skin contact really and it was the absorbing through the skin so if you're wearing gloves and um then as a as a stylist that would protect you and um for the consumer you know the the exposure is kind of transient you know it's not that you're keeping the color of, and all the chemical preparations on your hair for a really long time and so you kind of it's sort of the dose you know that's yeah, what they right. always say you know the dose makes the poison so how what the actual exposure is but then um, now what we're seeing is there's definitely airborne risks as well so mm -hmm. um, in the salon you know the people who are standing you know in there all day even if they're not the one doing the coloring but they're standing next to the person that's coloring or straightening or doing some of these other you know perms and whatnot they're still being exposed through the air so it sort of depends on um, the actual chemical itself of which there's you know so so many and and there's not there's not a lot of data available for each of these chemicals right at the kinds of doses that we're thinking about being exposed but the the thing that that really got my attention and that I think we which I think is a is a is a, is a problem is the fact that when we look at like actually safety data, and if you go in and you look at like the the, the material safety data sheets, they're mm -hmm. called the MSDSs for anything and everything you put on or in your body, you could get you could get a data sheet theoretically from the company that makes the product. And if you look at them, they really take the chemicals independently, and um, that's how all of these chemicals are studied. They're studied independently, right? right? And so we know that they're studying independently but we're not being no one there's nobody that's being exposed to only one toxicant at a time you know we're all being exposed to all sorts of toxicants you know it's really the cumulative exposure that we're not considering and i think that's yeah, where exactly and yeah. how they can interplay with each other too uh, right absolutely like you add this add that boom you have this reaction that's right not being looked at yeah right right and that's kind of what we are as right? humans like we are these pretty elaborate chemistry experience going on experiments going on and yeah, we're mixing exactly. i'm gonna ask a question for you so how would maybe bleach compare to color so you know it's like it, whenever you do any kind of um treatment you know mm -hmm. your 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 risk is going to be um variable depending on what you're what you're actually using and so mm -hmm. when it comes to the color preparations it really kind of depends on the actual company that you're that you're you, you know whatever formula you're using they're all a little bit different potentially bleach might be a little bit better right <laughs> i seems, was thinking that too I was thinking kind of, yeah yeah, I mean, it's not like it's like rubbing on a huge right. lotion on your body, but I would right. think yeah. it's a little bit better than the synthetic colors. But right. because of, yeah, the, there's probably the different types of bleach as well. For sure, there is actually one of the, um, and this is so that my business has kind of two components. I sort of do the health side of it, where I talk mm -hmm. about environmental medicine and all this stuff and and then kind of the physiology around that and detox and whatnot and then my partner Catherine, who is a cosmetologist um she does a lot of the trainings around you know products and mm -hmm. this is this versus that so she's a super great resource for that and my my knowledge of 
all the different options is a, is much more narrow. But yeah. I do know, yeah, I do know that um, there is one of the companies that we use uh, a lot of in the salon that we partner with a salon that's that's in the, that has gone through um, the process of just going completely clean. We clean the air. We, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting experience and we took out all the products and, and then, you know, replaced them with a couple lines that we know are quote unquote clean, you know, cleaner for sure. Yeah. It's been really interesting and I've learned a lot. Um, and the, and it's been fun because there was a lot of resistance initially from the stylists for a couple reasons. One, they were just, products that they hadn't been familiar with. And I, right. I guess, yeah, I understand it now. And you probably do because you, your mom was a hairdresser and your grandmother, it sounds like. So, you know, I think you probably get used to using your tool. Yeah, like all of us. Yeah, out what works, you know? Yeah. It's like the last thing you want is to jack up someone's hair. So Right, right. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, works, so. I mean, the pressure has to be tremendous. I mean, we oh, feel God, a certain I amount of pressure. Remember. Yeah, I yeah. Remember. I mean, we feel pressure as doctors, but it's like to cut someone's hair is, you know, yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, somebody asked me to cut her, my, my office partner asked me recently, you cut my hair? I'm like, have you seen me with scissors? Like, oh my no. gosh. I cut my brother's <laughs> hair one time. He never asked me again. He looked yeah. had like bald spots. No, I yeah. was like, okay, clearly I missed this skill. So. Yeah. so we have a formula, a, a company that we use a lot in the salon, um, for What's the brand? Hair. You can say brands on the show. It's fine. Okay. Okay. The, the, they have kind of two versions. So there's the brand, the, the, the side of the company that makes all the, you know, styling products, shampoos, conditioners, um, and their company's called Oway, mm-hmm. uh, like the letter O and then Way. And they're an Italian company and they um, are amazing. They, they grow all these herbs on this biodynamic farm and everything. And they're, they're yeah, they're shampoos and their um, styling products are fragrance free, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do a um, color line that's called O&M. It stands for original and mineral. And they have... Uh, that's it's from what we have found one of the cleanest and and again you you know if you're coloring someone's hair or you're chemically treating their hair to make it curly or straight or something other than it is naturally you're gonna have there's some there's got to be something right it's not magic something there has to be some kind of chemical reaction so you have to kind of hedge your bets and you know find the thing that is the cleanest that you can find. I mean, women are not going to stop doing things. Look as beautiful as they can. Yeah. No. Educating them. This is the harm in what you're doing. These are some better alternatives. And especially if they work well, it's like an easy easy choice, as long as it's not a huge difference in cost. Yes. Yes. And that's what we've seen. And that's what the, um, the stylists in the salon have, 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 as they've kind of been, sort of, I don't want to use the word push, but strongly encouraged if they want right. to keep working, then this is what we're going to do because this is the kind of establishment that we want to have. And they have been giving us great feedback that the products Yay. really work. You know, I think That's it's, awesome. yeah, we've come a long way. I remember years ago when you bought sort of a, na- I've always had really long hair. And so mm-hmm. when you have, you know, this natural shampoo and it was like, I'd try it and it'd be oh, you so, know, bad. Yeah. so bad. I couldn't get a comb through it. I and mean, it was awful. <laughs> right. But now we have some re- we actually have some really good um really good what about dry shampoo do they make a dry shampoo or is there one that you are they do of? yeah they do make a dry shampoo the Yay. one we like the best uh though is the inner sense inner sense is another brand that's a great brand um it's a california company and they make an awesome dry shampoo cool. their shampoos yeah their shampoo and conditioner are one of my favorites as well i can i go back and forth between the between the two um and what their dry um, shampoo we'll put links in the show notes guys so you can you can click on all these ones that's great yeah so, that, so these two companies can people get on their own or do they have to get through salons or how does that work Inner sense, I believe you can get on your own. Oway is a little harder to come by. Oway, you can get through salons. You probably, you I mean, I'm sh- through your salon and you guys can ship it or something. Yes, okay. yes, that you okay. can get it through. So I'll just put the links well. in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so helpful. I mean, finding a good shampoo that's non toxic is really yeah. good. So. Another one, another one that's really good that another company that we, we carry in our office and we love is um, Living Libations. I don't know if you've tried any of uh-uh. their, oh, Living Libations is amazing. Um, the lady who runs that company is like a fairy, herbal, wonderful. <laughs> their stuff smells so good. And she has, um, she has a dry shampoo. That's excellent as well. Okay. And cool. 
yeah, they have um, some great shampoos and really great uh, just all, all around. She has got a great line of oral care products that are all really clean and all of her, um, all of her face products are amazing and they smell amazing. How often do you think people should wash their hair? That's just a random <sighs> question that popped in my head. You know, I think it depends on the kind of hair that you have. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think less is better because right. we do know that shampoos, you know, all these styling products do strip the hair of the natural oils. Um, like I'm a swimmer, so I swim all the time. And so I wash, oh, yeah. I wa actually will have to wash my hair all the time. So I can think it kind of depends on, you know, if you're working out, but I, I less, less is better. Um, I do it like once a week, maybe once a week at the most. <laughs> yeah. That's what the girls at the salon, the stylist, they recommend like, don't oh, you know, cool. wash it once. And then the dry shampoo, you know, in between, if you can get away with that, yeah. I think it's probably the healthiest for your hair. I have hair, to say sure. since being on quarantine, my hair is looking pretty awesome. It's just, I know loving this. <laughs> I'm for you. Are you are you swimming as much? Right I now? swim every I swim every morning in the ocean. Okay, so you still are. But it's ocean and it's different. Oh. It's, you know, the pool, I don't mind. Yeah, no, I've had like, I just actually, somebody mentioned that because I was just, you know, I'm locked in my office at my house and I was like, God, I've been having like consecutively really good hair days. <laughs> and <laughs> no, nobody's seeing me. It's such a waste of good hair. <laughs> right? I know. It's so funny how like all these women are going to have roots by the time this is all over. I know. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm thinking I may grow my hair out. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Except my mom's like, really? You know, she's all about just how the hair looks. I'm like, mom. Right. You know, it's healthy hair. <laughs> right, right, right. So right, I'll have to right. tell her about these 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 uh, companies. Yeah, though. yeah, do absolutely. They're really, really, they're really great companies. And I, I've been, I'm kind of picky when it comes. To, I have real fine hair and and really yes, long yeah. hair. And so, yes, if it works for me, it can pretty much work for for everybody. Right, totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I also noticed too that you guys do some kind of out of the box treatments to hair, to, to uh, skin, and you do uh, PRP. So can you talk about that for facials and for hair growth? That's amazing. Yes, we have a nurse that works in our office. She's the person that does the, the uh, PRP for mm -hmm. both, face, both PRP facials, pardon me, <clears throat> and hair growth. Mm -hmm. um, it does, it really does work. It's amazing. The hair, the hair restoration with PRP is great. You do need to have um, a series. So it's not like a once and done kind of a deal. I believe she says it's like six, and I, don't quote me on this. It's on our, it's, I believe it's on our website, but I think it's a series of six total where you do, um, you come in, you do the treatments pretty, re pretty frequently. And then after that, she says it's like maybe once every six months or once a year for restoration. That's yeah, amazing. it stimulates new hair growth. It, it's really an amazing, it's amazing intervention for hair growth. Probably because that's one of the hard, I mean, I'm sure you know, but that's probably one complaint you see a lot, especially if you see hormonal women who have hormonal issues. Yeah. Um, a lot of issues with hair loss around that. And of course, thyroid, people who are dealing with thyroid dysfunction. And so that's something that really can be beneficial. So, yeah. so much more than women talk about. I mean, it's, it's like, more mainstream to hear about men losing hair, but women, it's like kind of hush hush because women are so yeah. embarrassed. It's almost like yeah. there's this shame, like this should not be happening to me. Yes, absolutely. But it is ridiculously common. I mean, I would say probably half the patients who come in to see me, I always ask, do you get any hair loss? And they usually yeah. say, yeah, there's a little, there's more than what seems normal. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree for sure. And that, you know, and that goes hand in hand with obviously hormonal dysfunction, but then with some of this environmental, with some of these environmental um, toxicities that we have, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so complex. It's a lot yes. to unpack when somebody has hair loss and the PRP actually w can be really helpful. Um, I always say like, this is not the, you know, obviously we're not getting at, the, the cause of why you're losing your hair, but it definitely can help to, um, you know, increase some growth and, right. and sort of, you know, kind of prop you up while we're getting to the, trying to get to really unpacking what's going on. Exactly. Because your that. hair loss could be just such a great message from your body saying there's something internal that you need to look at. So rather than just going and trying to get the hair to grow back, let's look a little bit deeper, like yeah. thyroid or other causes. Yeah. So yep, um, yep, yep. that's so good. So Let's talk about for the hairdressers and the nail techs listening, how can they actually, because I'm sure they, they're probably hearing this going, like, I'm overwhelmed, you know, I'm in yeah. the environment, I don't have the option to do something else for work, so yep. I'm kind of stuck with this profession, you know, I might feel like that, but really, I mean, there are answers, You're, you guys are doing that with the salon you work with, so how yeah. can they start to do this in a more safe way, besides yeah. products? No, that's a great, that's great, I'm really glad that you brought that up, because that's the one thing that I don't 
want to have happen when I talk to anybody about ex environmental exposures, right. especially around your job, <clears throat> excuse mm -hmm. me, because the last thing you want to tell somebody is like, oh, you can't do your job anymore after they've spent and invested all of this time. Yeah. And they have this skill set that that's fantastic in some cases. And, you know, and, and, and it's a job that I would assume is really satisfying, especially if you're good at it. What we don't want to do is say, you just have to stop, you know, and the way yeah. I approach it, and it's kind of interesting. This is, you know, whenever you start to talk about any kind of environmental exposure, it's 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 kind of a it's sort of a loaded topic because there's those who want to look the other way and pretend that it's not a problem, and there's those who are, want to like change everything right away, and then there's the people who the majority, vast majority of people in the middle that aren't really sure how how to go, where how to how to proceed, and those are the people that I want to make sure they don't feel so overwhelmed that they're either just completely locked down in fear or they just go, I can't pay attention to this. And I'm just going to pretend it's not happening. And right. so what, yeah. So what we want to do is we want to just acknowledge first that, you know, this is a real issue, you know, and I think the, the first step is to, to know, to acknowledge that there's, you know, a potential problem. Now mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be, you know, there's, there's some people who are going to work doing all of this, do, are going to be doing this work and they're not going to have any symptoms. They're like, I feel great. This can't be a big deal. And then there's the other people that we sometimes see who have so many symptoms, which we can go into a little bit in a little bit if you want. Mm -hmm. um, and so first we want to kind of figure out, well, where are you in this continuum? You know, are you a person that's maybe dealing with some, you know, underlying health issues that you just haven't quite made the connection that it could be related to your job or are you um you know somebody that doesn't isn't affected at all and we as we know there's all all of us have <clears throat> enough genetic variability where you know somebody's like a great detoxer and they could be exposed to all sorts of things and it doesn't seem to bother them at all and then there's those people that just get you know they walk through the perfume aisle in the department store and they can't leave their house for a week you know there's like the so the the the, gam the gamut is big in terms of you know how sensitive are people and so what I like to do for the, the vast majority of people that we see they have maybe some slight some kind of just something a little bit annoying that they're starting to think um, I wonder if this might have something to do with my job and that's a great place to start because they're not really sick at this point and they're just um, trying to figure out how to continue to work um, and protect themselves and you know go on as business as usual and so for those people um, you know, you could just do simple, simple interventions. You know, you're doing simple things like on the days you're, you know, what I often times have people do is like, if you're it, like, if you're a person that's working in a salon that there's a nail, somebody who's doing nails and, you know, somebody who's maybe doing straightening treatments and a lot of perms and colors, even if you're just the person that's cutting. And so you're not being necessarily as exposed, but you're in the environment, you know, then you just kind of just do basic naturopathic medicine and make sure that you're um, eating good food and you're um, enhancing your detoxification capacities, just simple stuff, drinking plenty of water, maybe a little bit of lemon water in the morning, you know, some green tea during the day. So you're getting some good antioxidants, you know, um, making sure you're getting adequate protein and all of those things. And then, you know, addressing, making sure, are, do you sweat? And um, do you, are you, do you have bowel movements every day? Like all those just basic stuff to just to make sure that the body is, is going, running smoothly, you're detoxing pretty well, and you're clearing these toxins. Right. Right. If they're a person that's like, you know, I am really constipated. I never sweat. You know, those are the people that we're like, okay, we need to kick it up a notch for these people because that's the absolute essential. Like, even if you're being exposed to chemicals on the regular, like most of us, even if we're not in hair in hair salons, you know, we're being exposed. And so, just doing the basics, making sure that you are enhancing your natural capacity to clear toxins. We are designed superbly and we detox, the, the vast majority of us detox pretty well, you know, but if the, if the toxin levels are starting to climb up and we just want to make sure that we're, it's not kind of, that the drain isn't getting clogged, you know, that you're yeah. actually clearing it out. And so that's where things like, you know, water, dry skin, brushing, castor oil packs, like all the basic stuff that, that we, we talk to our patients about in naturopathic medicine, you know, opening up all of those pathways. Ways, making sure you've got enough bile. Like I'm getting really into the bile thing lately. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, all of that. So, I mean, that's a simple place to start. And the vast majority of people are going to be fine if they're, you know, minimizing their exposure wherever they can. So they're, you know, the, the whole clean air, clean food, clean water, you know, those are like, for me, kind of the non-negotiables, making sure that you're getting your, the water you're drinking is filtered and, and good quality. The food, you're minimizing pesticides as much as possible, if not exclusively. I know for some of us, that's not accessible, but if you can, you know, very definitely do your best to just minimize all of those exposures. Get an air filter in your house, take your shoes off before you come in you know, all the stuff that we know decreases the load. And then if you're, if you are working in an environment like a hair salon, which is, you know, upping the ante there where you're getting exposed more regularly, um, then you do maybe a little bit more, a little bit more work on, on the front end, you know, learning, making sure your, your liver detoxification is working, maybe doing some mild liver support, you know, making sure you're getting enough protein. I find that's a big issue with, um, especially women. Uh, well, especially that, hairdressers. They just, uh, yeah. they'll go yeah. hours and not even eat. Right, exactly. It's so common. Exactly. I feel like hairdressers and teachers are the two patients that I have yeah. to really work right. with them to set some boundaries and actually take a lunch of some Yeah, sort. exactly, exactly. I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, all that kind of basic stuff. So that's where we start, you know, and, and just educating. That's really my big passion is educating those who are interested in learning and making it not scary so that you don't kind of want to stick your head in the sand, you yeah. know? So it's what like, are, this is, I'm wondering too, like, let's talk about like the outside exposure part. I think it's great to, to have those tools for detoxing the exposure that you are getting, but let's say someone who is working in a salon and they have the ability to affect the work environment. So, you know, they can change to the products you talked about. What about yes. like using maybe a certain type of filter or helping mm-hmm. having this yep. on more, um, just more aeration. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something, yeah. And this is something I think that's going to start to be regulated better. It's not currently. Yeah. Um, we, what we did in our salon is we put a filtration system. We used a company called Aerovex and Mm -hmm. they are, um, we can, we can link to that on the show notes if you want. They have, they're really great. They're, they're for this industry specifically. So they have ventilation systems for salons, nail salons, dental offices, et cetera. Um, and they have all kinds of tools for catchment. So what we did is we have, you know, like uh, catchment systems for actions for the more toxic treatments. So like if someone is getting a straightening treatment, um, which is a, which is one of the more toxic treatments, um, perms, those kinds of things. So the person that's doing the treatment, they have a catchment system. It it sort of kind of looks like a big fancy funnel. And that's like a point of a treatment point of catchment, you know, so it's like right there at the chair. And then we put in a full salon um, ventilation system as well. So we have the catchment system and then the whole pure, the air in there is being purified as well. I believe that they are going to start to mandate that pretty Mm -hmm. soon, which I'm all for because I think it's, it's a big deal. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to, that's coming. And so that's something that consumers can look for too. If you're going in, I recently went in to have a pedicure and I have all my own stuff. You know, I bring it on like that girl who has, you know, all my own products. So the lady who does my pedicures I've known for probably 25 years. And I always go at the end of the day, I don't want to be in the place when everybody's working. And, and I don't actually like to even go. I mean, I don't like to, honestly, I don't like to go anymore because I'm so aware of the the fumes when I go in, even when everybody's gone, as I walk in, it's like, I just get, because of the salon where we are is, is, it's, you know, you, you don't hardly detect anything, you know, because the air is a lot cleaner. So it's something that becomes more obvious to you. But um, those treatments are really, really um, toxic, you know? And so I just really would love to see more and more salons and, um, different, you know, um, I don't know what you call a place that just does pedicures, but one of those places, like nail no, salon, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nail salon, that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> you know, uh, having, we have more options with clean air because there's, there's just not that many around. And so consumers can look for that. They can look to see if the, if the, they might have clean products, but you also want to make sure that they have, they have good air quality. Yeah, exactly. And there are, I know that there are nail salons that are popular. Yeah. Yeah. Nail care. Yes. So just, 
just looking into it. Um, right. It's just finding, it's finding the products and finding, you know, finding the person that's willing to, to switch over. It's great. I was trying to find the name of the type of nail care that's non-toxic. It's like a gel that's more, yes. is it bio school? Bio, bio, I think it's bio, I want to say bio pure. Yeah. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes too. We'll find that out. But um, yeah, I have it for, I have it written down. I can okay, send it to cool. you. Yeah. And so, there are some great nail polishes too. There's some great nail polishes that are. Um, but the question is, does it last longer than like four minutes? Cause you just touch something and then it's like chipped, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We found one that we have in our office. Um, it's a company from um, Australia. It's mm-hmm. called Sienna Byron Bay. Mm. They have a good, they have great colors and they, it actually sticks on my, my, uh, the, the, my manicurist who does my nails. She's, she's like old school. She's been doing nails, I think for 40 years, you know, she's wow. really good at it. She does the best pedicure. I mean, there's Dang. hands down. Yeah. There's, I've never had a better one. And I so got to come to Catalina and get my yeah, nails done. Yeah. She's good. <laughs> and she says, um, you know, when I bring in my stuff, she's always like, this stuff's not going to work and it's not going to stick. And I've, over the years, I've brought in a couple of different ones. And the last few times I've been, she's like, okay, this one actually is pretty okay, good. Okay. This is legit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, okay, cool. Well, we talked about nail care. We talked about skin and hair. Um, let's see. Let's talk about and by the way, I was thinking like, okay, if I were, if I were a hairdresser, what would I do? Like, cause you know, if I were, cause I love creativity. I love making things. I know that I would probably love being a hairdresser if I actually had that skill, which I don't. If it were me, I would do the best I could to get those non-toxic products. But if I didn't have that option in the meantime, I would try to be in a salon that I was by a door or window that I could yes. super, yep. you know, just lots of fresh air. And then I would probably wear a mask to be honest with you. Yeah. That's one of the, and I, yeah, would that, one, I would offer one to my, to my clients. I mean, that might be, it might be weird at first, but they may actually really appreciate that. You could say, Hey, I'm specializing in non-toxic hair. Yeah, I agree. You and me. I mean, you could just, you could kind of let this be a niche. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's one thing that, that is, uh, we sort of advocate for like these people should be using more personal perfect protective, you know, devices when they're working in this industry. I mean, it's, there, there are, there's, there's a significant exposure, especially yeah. for, you know, things like the straight. And I think when most people do straightening treatments, they do use a little, quite a, they use more precaution, not everybody, but many a do. A lot of them don't though, like the Brazilian blowouts. Yep. Oh know, yeah. And even doing like the perms. I know back in the day, I was said in the intro, but I, I grew up in a home where my mom did perms. Yes. You know, I remember oh, the house yeah. would just smell like a rotten egg from all the oh, perms. Yeah. But she oh yeah. Know. I mean, nobody knew back then. It's just. I'm sure now she just cringes like, you yeah, no, but um, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely. It's the power of fresh air to not to reduce that exposure for sure. Right. And water. And like we said, and making yeah. sure you're getting enough, you're getting enough to eat and you're, you know, doing things like green tea, like just the basic stuff really, yeah. really is really maybe can be helpful. You, work, you know, consider like using milk thistle or, or like, oh yeah, maybe charcoal, activated charcoal. You uh, yep. Do, you know, That's on my list. Yeah, that that's what I, I absolutely say. If you're doing like if there's if you're doing treatments that are going to, that are that are more chemical based, yeah. Or if you're even if you're at work, this is what I always t- tell the hairdressers that come in to see me. I'm like, these are like they have a little kit. Like they've got charcoal, they've got you know they've got some some liver support, definitely milk thistle or some and, like glutathione. And I'm, like I'm, glutathione is big. I mean, I I have. To, you know, you always, we always want to be careful to kind of assess their toxicity levels, you know, yeah. going in. But if there's somebody that's like, oh, I don't really, I feel pretty good. You know, I'm tired when I'm done working or I get a little headaches here and there, or I get my little bit of irritation, respiratory passage irritation, then yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a big fan of glutathione while working. And then, you know, stop on your way home and go sit in the sauna, you know, right. yeah. um, take an Epsom salt bath, all that stuff. I and mean, we, like, like I said previously, it like we- really helps. Yeah, massively helps. It massively helps. And and if somebody's to the point at the point where the, they don't really even notice that there's, you know, it's oftentimes what I see when I talk to these women and men is that they have just sort of this vague feeling that I, I just don't feel that great. You know, right. I'm more tired or my head hurts. 
or, you know, I just feel a little bit off or, you know, maybe a little bit anxious. I get one of the things, um, there's a couple things that, that, uh, the hairdressers that we work with, um, report frequently and like mood issues, especially like a little bit more anxious or short tempered um, is something that they talk about a lot as being kind of something they don't remember being as much of an issue, you know, and then like the basic stuff, skin rashes and respiratory uh, irritation and those kinds of things. But if it's kind of still at that level where it's just uncomfortable and annoying more than anything like that's the perfect place if not a little before there of course but to intervene and say like okay let's really let's really support you and make sure that you're doing everything you can to um, enhance your natural ability to detoxify and yeah. you know and there's some great products you know too that you can can use to sort of assist on the front end, you know, and, and I think that that's for the majority of people, it doesn't have to be that scary and they don't have to, you know, think I've got to leave my job, you know, and then at the same time kind of transitioning and playing with some newer products to see what works, you know, what performs for them. And, um, and I think the, uh, I did a podcast recently with a, with a hair, a lady, a hairdresser who mm. had switched over and we talked a lot. It was really interesting. And, mm. and she just kind of started talking about her transition. She was a cancer survivor. And so she wow. kind of had to, yeah, she had had breast cancer and then she had to switch everything. And she went like, she, and she went totally clean. And, um, and we just talked about, because that's her job is like the performance, you know, of the products. That's not what I do. I don't, I don't right. cut hair. I don't do any of that. But um, she said that these, once you get used to some of these, these, some of these, she used the same color line, the O&M and the Obey mm -hmm. products. And she just said that they are, they're great. You know, it's just a little bit of a learning curve. And so people can, can slowly start to learn. And the, I think the, the price point is a little bit higher. One of the things that the hairdressers have mentioned in the kind of preparation to switch is that it's going to be a lot more expensive for my clients and I'm going to have to charge more. Right. That's one thing that, that we have seen actually in our, in the salon that we have, have switched. Our retail went through the roof. And wow. we, I, our retail went up like the first month, I think like a thousand percent. I mean, it was crazy because people really, it. they want, yeah, it. people That's really want, yeah. And yeah, they, want, they want it and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found you. Cause there's no one else that's doing this. And it, and it gives them that peace of mind. And then they'll send people. It's all about just getting into the right niche community. Like I know here in San Diego, if there was like a non-toxic salon, it would crush it. Yeah, I think so. And I said, so I think it's good for the professional snow, like there actually is a market for this. And that's what my business partner, Catherine, really is all about is, you know, really kind of doing the business side of it and the coaching side for people who want to switch over, you know, because um, that it requires, it requires some work and some education of your, of your clientele, but people really are looking really hungry for this. And yeah. it's a lot, yeah, it's hard to do the, to find, like we've dug through, you know, and look for skincare products and to meet our criteria and look for hair care products that meet our criteria. And we really curated some great stuff. You know, you can get great skincare products now that are, that's clean. Um, for sure. And, and, and there, and, and it takes a little bit more, there's not quite as much of a sampling of hair care products, but they're definitely out there. And once you find them, it's just like, okay, that's what, that's kind of what I wanted to do for our business was like, take the guesswork out. Like, no, like if you buy anything from us, or if you come to our website and see what we're selling, you know, that that's safe because we've vetted it, you know, we've, we've, and, and said like, even with our color line, you know, there's, it's safer, you know, there are still chemicals in them because you're going to, you're going to be, you're, you, you know, doing a chemical change to somebody's hair, but you know, it's very transparent in terms of this is what's in here. Um, this is what's not in here, you know? And so I think that, that we are, there's more and because there's the market is demanding it, there's more yeah. demand for it, more and more companies are getting on, especially some of these really small companies, um, which I love in our office. We like to carry some of these really kind of boutique -y companies where we got, 
you know, personal dream would be to have all women only businesses that are all small and they're, you know, kind of handcrafting these great products. And, and we've been really lucky and we've found a lot of really great products. Um, but there's great products from even larger companies that are cleaner or really clean, you know, so people can fit, there's access to it. Now you yeah. just have to kind of know where to look and you, you have to just be even aware that's a problem. And that's the, I think that's my, my most important point I want to try to make is just, just raise the awareness that these products that we're putting on our skin or on our body, putting them on habitually. And so we want to do our best to choose products that are as safe as possible. Yeah, totally. All right, let's finish the show talking about food because I'm a big foodie and I love food as medicine. I know that's something that naturopathic doctors all see as a big, huge, um, you know, kind of the, the central piece of what we do. We talk about nutrition with everybody and especially with skin, hair, and nails, it's a big piece. So why don't you share maybe your favorite five foods for that? And I, I can share some of my favorites too. Okay. Um, lots of colored fruits and vegetables, big fan of berries, especially blueberries, raspberries, um, huge fan of bone broth for skin, nails, mm -hmm. and hair. And anything that's high in vitamin C. So kiwi, all those good vitamin C foods, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Probably it. would be my top three. I would, I would echo all of those. I would probably throw in, I'd say some eggs, like the yolks. I feel like just mm -hmm. it's such a good fat, the vitamin A and the choline. Um, and then for sure, oysters for the zinc content. Um, if you're not a big oh, yeah. fan, I'd say, you know, having some pumpkin seeds, but if you can have oysters like once or twice a week, your skin's going to thank you. And then probably some fatty fish. Yep. Yeah. Just like wild salmon, sardines, you know, if you can get a clean source of tuna, I'm obsessed with the tuna ventresca from uh, vital choice of their baby tuna. So they're not big enough to accumulate all the mercury. Yes. That's such like it's actually six grams of um, omega threes per can. It's crazy loaded. So, yeah, but nice, you, nice, nice. You design your plate with those foods. It's going to really nourish your skin from the inside out. I love it. Ab absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Well, Doc, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really, really interesting, and I know it's going to be just so helpful for those in the beauty industry. So, if you guys are listening and you yourself are in it please listen to these different tips for yourself or share it with your hairstylist, share it with your nail tech, anyone in the beauty industry, they, they definitely need to know this information because they're not getting it from anywhere. They don't learn this in school. So really, really important. So doc, thank you so much again for being my guest. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful afternoon. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.